entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Loves the Beach Boys. Like that, Mike Love on last week right after Bill and Bill's morning message today. He mentioned the Beach Boys. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. As far as I'm concerned, Bill O'Reilly, the greatest network cable guy, you name it, media news that ever lived. He does a tremendous job on this station, 9 p.m. every weeknight, of course. That comes uh, straight from BillOReilly.com. The No Spin News. Great articles, great interviews, great TV show. Killing the Legends, another great book in the Killing series. Travel the country with Trump, although he may not want to admit that now. Uh, <laughs> just a couple of years ago. But I got to talk to Bill. I'm watching Joe Biden speak right now. To his left is Kamala Harris, who I wasn't even sure was still working. And to his right, Brittany Griner's wife, Cheryl, if you don't know, uh, just like his boss, Barack Obama, who made that brutal trade Brutal. Five killers in exchange for Bo Bergdahl. Looks like Biden's done the same thing. He's brought home Brittany Griner now for a Russian arms dealer. And I'll make it very clear to Bill on the phone right now. He had to make the deal. It's kind of like the Yankees are there in judge. No choice. You have to bring her home. I detest her, but you have to bring her home. But I'm not going to celebrate in the streets because on paper, this looks like a brutal deal. Let me ask the guy who's smarter than me, Bill O'Reilly. This a uh, Nolan Ryan trade or a Keith Hernandez trade, Bill? You know, um, there's really no downside for the USA, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Uh, and by the way, uh, don't uh, let the segment run out before I, I want to talk to you about Sid and Friends. Okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, it's very important. And by the way, you are, when we say Sid and Friends, you're the number one friend, just so you know. Am I, I'm the best friend? Best friend. B- BF, me and you, babe. Okay, use that because the TV show would have sued you. Um, okay, so I feel bad for this woman. Um, doesn't strike me as a particularly intelligent person. Um, who would be, you know, if you go to Russia or China or Iran or any of those, you don't bring marijuana with you. I mean, I, I don't understand. Does that have to be spoken? You, if you go to a totalitarian regime where the moment you get off the plane, you got eyes on you, okay? You don't bring illegal narcotics into the country. But I will say this. She said, because she's a it professional, she's done it before. It was oil yeah. and she right. needed it for And her she's knee. done it before. She's done it before and gotten away with it, so. Oh, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. So her fault. But the evil Putin, uh, and this is all Putin. It's not, you know, whatever Putin says is the justice system there. It's like New York State. 
I mean, you know, we don't really have a justice system here in the States, whatever the Albany people say it is. It's like Putin. Putin goes, okay, so now we'll give uh, America a hard time. Grab her, uh, sentence her for 13 years. Again, in New York State, you have to, if you cut off somebody's left arm, you don't get 13 years, okay? But she brings marijuana oil in and gets 13 years. And the woman is, you know, obviously crushed in her whole life. This is going on since February. So this should have been done in April, all right, not now in December. Um, and But Putin wanted to jack us around. So this deal was proposed way back in, uh, let's see, mid-March. The State Department proposed this guy because this guy has was arrested in 2008 in Thailand. You know this guy? Do you know who he is? Don't know, we, we, we dined so, once in Sheikh no, Zerbe, no, but no. His story? <laughs> I know a little you bit about him. Story? Not really, no, no. Okay, the Merchant of Death, very... Uh, feared arms dealer. If you ever watched that movie, The Equalizer yes. with Denzel Washington. Yes. Okay. This is that guy. Oh, all right. Wow. Big palaces in uh, in Moscow. A worldwide arms dealer. Sell to anybody. Um, the Merchant of Death. Will they grab him? Uh, the CIA-led operation in Thailand. And they bring him back to the USA, and he gets um, 28 years, 30 years. So what year like was that. this, Bill? What year was this? 2008. Oh, we're going back 15 years. Okay. Yep. So he's been in jail for 15 years. All right? He's been punished. So um, then he's a buddy with Putin. They're pals. Because Putin gets a slice of every activity illegal or legal in Russia. So whatever you do in Russia to make money, you have to kick over 10% or 15% to the big guy. The big guy in this case is the little guy, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Right, not like Biden, right? Okay. So um, anyway, Ms. Greiner comes in and the deal is made and I'm very happy. Now, Biden's hot-shotting it and I don't care about that. I don't want, I want to know why Kamala's there. I, I don't really know why she's there. Um, but that's okay. They got up early, which is very unusual. They usually sleep in. They, they're up. They're up. They're, they want to get on all the morning shows. And here we, we did this, and we should be applauded. Now I'm going to say something very serious. Ms. Greiner owes a debt to her country now because this is a bad guy that's now out on loose. And by the way, if I'm the CIA, I'm tracking this guy, every move he makes. He leaves Russia, maybe something happens to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's what I do. Yep. Maybe something happens if he goes to Istanbul. Because yeah. mm -hmm. this guy is a killer, you know. Uh, but Ms. Greiner should come back here, you know, take six months off or whatever she needs to get her emotional state back together. And then she should go around the country and talk about pot and other drugs to young blacks, particularly black women. And that's what she should do. How about this? How about not just do that, but she is, uh, I know you know this, she's a kneeler, quick to take a knee during the national anthem. Now the United States has rescued her and made a bad deal, mind you, to bring her home. How about showing some appreciation for our great country? You think she'll do that? I don't. 
The political component to me is not as important. I mean, I would hope that she would. I'd hope when she uh, steps on U.S. soil, she says, I thank my country and I'm grateful to be an American and I've learned a lot or something like that. I would hope she would. Right. But, but it's not important. What's important to me is youth marijuana use in this country is up 250%. That's a disaster. I agree. I agree. All right. Yep. And, yep. and you know better than anybody. I, I mean, do. This drug world, you start down that path. And I, don't, I don't care what – every excuse – you know, I got a lot of uh, – not a lot, but I got some ex-hippie friends. They still got the ponytails and the man buns, these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I see them, I just mock them. I do 15 <laughs> minutes on them. Um, and, oh, it's so bad. It never hurt me. And I don't – did you look in the mirror now? <laughs> Lately? I'm with you. You know, so the marijuana thing is totally out of control, and, and Brittany Griner could be a force for good here, um, and it'll be interesting to see if that unfolds. That is great commentary. Bill O'Reilly, folks, that's why this segment every week gets the highest ratings of any segment on this radio station. That right there. Let's move to our friend Donald Trump. It has not been a good month. I'm sorry. I don't think any of these are a death nil necessarily, but add them all up. Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, a guilty on 17 counts of tax fraud. Rip up the Constitution. It seems like day after day he's saying or doing something else that's stupid and harmful to his run. So I would ask you, my opinion is, cumulatively, this is going to end up hurting him. What do you think? Well, I think it's begun to turn around because... um what is it, Yee now? Yeah, yes. Yee, is that his name? Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay, because Yee and Fuentes have been taken off the Mar-a-Lago Christmas party list. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a yeah, good start. They're, 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 they're deep-sixed from the party, and Yee was supposed to play Santa. So now they got to re- find a replacement. Oh, boy. Um, so maybe, you know, somebody down there is wising up. Um, the Trump organization thing, political prosecution, not to say the guy uh, Whistleberg didn't do it. He did it. If I'm on the jury, I'm convicting him. I mean, he's paying for his grandchildren's uh, private school tuition, dipping at the funds. He's not telling the IRS. Come on. Um, but I don't know whether Trump knew that or not or his kids. I, you know, People do that kind of stuff in corporations all the time. I, I assume if Trump did know it, that Letitia James and, uh, and Bragg – would have gotten together and charged him. I mean, I assume, because they were after him on everything. That doesn't say he's clean. I don't know. On the overarch, look, somewhere in the last six months, and I don't know where, I I don't know, Donald Trump has left the building, just like Elvis. (laughs) All right? Elvis has left the building. Donald Trump has left the building. He seems to me, and I haven't talked to him in a while, to be a little detached from reality right now. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. But, you know, certainly um, when you when you conduct yourself as a former president, you're not just a regular citizen. And everything you do has to be measured and scrutinized by your own staff. And, then, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, you know, maybe the Nazi guy – Maybe you don't sit with him. He can go over and have a hot dog somewhere. Yeah. You know, we don't really want you and the Nazi guy in a picture. So that that tells me that he needs a rest. Well, you know what the worst part is? He claims he didn't know the Nazi guy. Fine, I'll give it to you. But you knew who Kanye West was. You knew that Kanye West spent two months before that dinner killing the Jews all over the world. And you would think 
that at some point, Mr. I can't apologize would come out and say, you know what, I didn't know about Fuentes, and maybe my judgment wasn't perfect on Kanye. Maybe, I don't know, a bit of an apology, just something, just something. Yeah, no? I mean, I look, but he never does. If you read The United States of Trump, the book, I read, never, you don't get an apology out of Donald Trump. Um, but I'm not so sure that Trump knew that Kanye West was, uh, you know, a follower of Louis Farrakhan. That's where the, all this Kanye West stuff comes from. Louis Farrakhan, the head of the Nation of Islam. And that again, ties into killing the legends with Muhammad Ali, uh, who surrendered entirely to the Nation of Islam, and it destroyed his life. Um, but anyway, I, I, I don't know how ingrained in the day-to-day process Donald Trump is now. Okay. I know he's looking ahead. I know he wants to be president. I know he's unbelievably embittered about um, the election of 2020, every time Elon Musk puts something out, Trump goes crazy. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I told you. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. Um, and I don't think there's anybody in his circle uh, that has a perspective to, you know, sit down on a regular dinner and say, look, this is what has to happen if you really want, you know, to, to help your country. You know, you could have ended it right with, I don't think there's anybody in his circle. Just right there. Because he doesn't well, listen to anybody anyway. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's got people down there. But, you know, one of the themes of, uh, of Killing the Legends is these three guys, Presley, Lennon, and uh, Muhammad Ali, um, they don't really have anybody that was looking out for them. And, and everybody around them was trying to take stuff from them. That's true. Or, or put them in positions that didn't really benefit them. I think Trump, I think Trump is, is in that. Uh, soup can. Yeah, I think but you're I right. could be wrong no, on I think that. You're right. But yep. you know, when I give him advice, and I haven't in a while, you know, he listens. He doesn't say no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but he never really does it. Some mm. about five times he has, but very, very few. Yeah, about two minutes before we get to what uh, Sid and friends, which you wanted me to get to. Uh, you yep. want to get to? Uh, you did mention Elon Musk. This whole Twitter FBI thing, James Baker. James Baker, Baker turning out to be public enemy number one in this country between the FBI and his work at Twitter. Your thoughts on all that? How scary is that story? Well, I think it's a fabulous story. Um, and But, you know, NBC, CBS, and ABC disagree with me. They don't want to cover it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're going, oh, what is happening here? Anyway, uh, it's a fabulous story if it's true. Um, and the two big stories of 23 are going to be, did the FBI actively meet with Silicon Valley, not only Twitter, but others, and try to get Joe Biden elected? That, that's the question. And it will be investigated by the House Oversight Committee. The second big story is, did Hunter Biden give his, mother, his father money right. from, that he acquired from foreign nationals? And both of those stories are going to be roundly investigated. You'll have leaks every single day. (laughs) Um, Conservative people, Republican people will not afford Biden any kind of uh, due process. He's already guilty. The big guy is guilty. Um, And on the FBI front, the FBI is destroyed no matter what. So people understand the most powerful law enforcement agency in the country is destroyed. Because who trusts the FBI now? If the FBI held a fundraiser, I'm not sure there'd be a lot 
a lot of dancing going on there. You know well, what I mean? Are you saying that the the criticism of the FBI is bipartisan? Because I hear from Republicans, not necessarily Democrats. No, that's an excellent question. But the Democrats know, they have to know, that the FBI ginned up the Russian collusion thing. And they also have to know that the FBI ruined Hillary Ch- Clinton's chance to be president when they came out, uh, Comey came out. Uh, less than a month uh, before the vote, and said, "You know what? We're still looking at her uh, phone. She might have done terrible things." <laughs> oh, God. It was People amazing. Yeah, he spent thirty minutes telling us why she's guilty, just to say we're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> well, that was after the fact. Oh, you're right. That was after you're right. the vote, yeah. but before yeah. the vote, and that's why Hillary Clinton went wild. Um, he comes out and he goes, "Well, you know, initially we didn't think there was something, but now we do." <laughs> oh, <laughs> Democrats remember that. Yeah. They remember that. So the FBI, they may not be, you know, ch- uh, chastising the FBI now, the Democrats, but they remember that Hillary got got thrown right under that old bus by Comey. All right. Sid and friends, Bill O'Reilly, you started with this. We'll yeah. end with it. What are your thoughts? Okay. So I have some questions. You know I'm a simple man, um, even more simple than you, and really <laughs> that is. So my first question is, which friends, yeah. the ones in prison or on parole? <laughs> well, I've got friends who are, who actually are both in prison yeah, I know. and on parole. <laughs> are we going to concentrate? Are we going to have certain days? Are we going to have, like, Sid's friends who have been convicted of felony day? <laughs> Listen, I would love to do that. I would go to Rikers Island tomorrow and bring all my friends on. I think it would be a fascinating show, don't you? <laughs> yeah, when I heard this. Um, I said, that's number one, a brilliant name. I've never heard it before except on Fox and Friends. Um, so, I, wow, the innovators at WABC, they, must, they are unbelievable. Uh, we didn't ask Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey, or Ainsley Earhart if we could use the name. We just didn't. Well, so. I was just going to say, I, I just brought that up. So Ainsley Earhart, I understand. I didn't hear this myself. But see, when she heard Sid and Friends, she went, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> It's true. I have like three. You're one of them. Actually, one of her co-hosts, Brian Kilmeade, has become a pretty good friend. So I know it sounds nuts, but Listen, if you're hanging with Kilmeade, watch your wallet. <laughs> That's all I have to tell you. He's, uh, he's all right, that Brian Kilmeade. But so far, you've nailed both of these. You've nailed both of them, Bill. You're all over it. <laughs> you know, it's my job, Sid, to liven your life up. Because <laughs> yeah. people really knew, you know, off the air, uh, Sid Rosenberg, and boy. So every time I come on, I feel I uplift, and that is my job. And you do it extraordinarily well. How do I know that? Just look at the ratings. Talk about off the air. We are do you and I. It's been a while since we sat together in Steve yes, Cohen's we are, box. We are over over the holiday uh, break, you know, I hope we can get together with you and Danielle. And uh, We'd love to. Love but, to meet your son also. Oh, thank you, Bill. Gabe yeah, would love I mean, to meet you. Know, you. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. And I will tell you that we've got this really big, beautiful basket on the island in my kitchen. And it's got all kinds of cool stuff in there, cookies and candies. And Gabe came up from school yesterday and said, who, who got that? And I said, Uncle Bill. Oh. Bill O'Reilly. Ah, you did it. Thank oh. you. Every year, Bill O'Reilly. Every year. Thank you very much. Gabe yeah, loves it. I, listen, I sent you a bribe to mention Killing the Legends as a Grace <laughs> Christmas Hanukkah. <laughs> That's what that was. A little back sheesh. 
for, for shit. I would have done that for free. It's true. Killing the Legends is a great Christmas Hanukkah present. I know right now, somewhere on BillOReilly.com, there's probably a great holiday deal. Yeah, there's tons of deals. And, and I was explaining to my audience, I don't really like to do this, that a lot of stuff you buy on BillOReilly.com, including the books, um, that money goes to charity. And, and we don't like to be, you know, announcing how much money we give to this or that. But uh, I named a foundation after my parents, Winifred and William O'Reilly, and we've given millions of dollars away over the years. So it's just not a commercial enterprise here. We're helping people, too. You actually uh, helped us at the Spotlight Foundation, which my son does, of course, have dyspraxia. You were the first one to ever help us, and we always love you for that. Hey, great job as always today, Bill O'Reilly. This is, this is as good as it gets all week long. You never disappoint. You were awesome today. Thank you so much. Okay, Sid. Talk next week. My Bye. man, there he is, the great Bill O'Reilly. This one's for you, Bill. Mike Love, the Beach Boys. Don't worry, baby. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.